Hello and welcome back to and just like what? 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 What is going on? <laughs> we're we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Me and Mal are both hungover, and Mal isn't feeling particularly well. Um, My hangover is COVID inflicted, not alcohol inflicted, <laughs> unfortunately. Mel is trooping through with COVID, and I have the cosmopolitan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I got you coffee. And we're doing episode four and five today, so there might be some overlap. We might be a bit used to <laughs> these two episodes. I thought we were going to do them separately. No, yeah, we should do them separately. <laughs> Shall we start again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so we'll be covering episode four today. Yeah. Quite possibly the most boring episode of the series so far, and maybe the shortest. I think this episode is, yeah, it's a bit of a rough ride, isn't it? Bless them. Um, well, I'm the Grieve, and I'm used to getting slammed from behind. <laughs> I'm Melita, and I'm going to start going by uh, MelTW, because I'm such an LTW. <laughs> I really hate LTW. Well, I hate me too, so <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> okay, let's get to into episode four, season one of and Just Like That. So immediately we open with the scene, Charlotte's um, ordering a coffee and booking Harry's colonoscopy at 10. <laughs> and then um, uh, LTW and Charlotte run into each other and they're both like, oh my god, I got you a coffee. I got you a coffee too. It's like, oh my god, these two characters are fucking annoying. <laughs> I hate both of them. I, I'm still struggling to understand what the point is between them, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's really Apart like... from like the really weird woke wokeness that they want to introduce yeah. um, but I'm, I, I really enjoy LTW's outfits LTW. and her hair I think she's the best dress yeah a thousand percent like but just from the off like I've, I think the only redeeming feature of episode four is the outfits so yeah. once I realized that in the third scene I just kind of I just started ranking the outfits in my mind and that's yeah. what I pretty much focused on I think so don't listen to the dialogue just <laughs> just mute it <laughs> mute just it. get rid of the sound mute these women <laughs> <laughs> um yeah she's really well dressed um but they're, they're both insufferable people they're so insufferable <laughs> <laughs> and, but the, the weird part is they're like seemingly really intelligent so like we know charlotte's history and we'll see that later on in the episode and ltw being like a woman who works in like film and like her, handling yeah. loads of like egos and they just come across as so bland airy fairy yeah, yeah bland so bland <laughs> so confusing <laughs> Uh, and then Charlotte's like with the group of yummy mummies discussing uh, where to hang out. Um, and then uh, Charlotte like cancels her um, Harry's colonoscopy so she can go out for dinner with LTW. Um, and then we go flash to Miranda stinking of the ganja. Um, and then like Louise and Brady are both like, Mom, you stink of weed. I um, hate Louise. <laughs> I really despise her. I don't. Get it? I don't. I hate Brady as well. So they're just together. Yeah, it is. They're, they're pretty insufferable. Um, yeah, she's such a little bitch. Bless her. But oh well. Um, and then Miranda says she was with a lot of alternative types getting high last night. It's like, <laughs> why is Miranda become like a right wing, like Hillary Clinton? <laughs> it's so weird. There's just yeah, and. I didn't really get the line back where Louise is like, alternative to what? Is, what? Is that a phrase? Like, yeah. I didn't, is it a slur that Miranda said? Yeah, like, what's just, going on? Oh, it's like, like, so much of this script feels like um, a first draft that's not been edited. Yes. Like, do you know later on the episode when, I mean, I don't know what episode it was, but um, Carrie's walking down the street and she's like, I'm in fourth in Amsterdam. She's like, but unlike Amsterdam, there's no clogs or tulips. And it's like, what? That is such... What an 1800s thing to say. <laughs> like, no clog has been referenced in the last 50-odd years of this <laughs> so planet. So fucking weird. <laughs> They're called Crocs now, Carrie. Get with the programme. Get <laughs> some Crocs, you bitch. Um, then uh, Carrie's trying to make coffee in her minging old coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then Kerry's going down wearing her little tutu um, to go to her, her little corner shop. And we find out Carrie's actually called Caroline. But apparently, Caroline. apparently loads of people knew Carrie was called Caroline. I mean, what else would she be called? I just thought she was called Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> She's obviously a Caroline. That make If she was a Karen, that would make even more sense. But a Caroline is a good in-between. Yeah, that is true. And then um... I just thought the guy behind the thing, he got her name wrong and she just got Bielsa to like tell him he was wrong. I still had yeah. no idea until like somebody posted it on Twitter. I was like, oh. Have you noticed uh, Carrie's gone back to her ostentatious dress sense though? Like yeah, just the big, wearing the big shit that doesn't make sense, yeah. but it just looks quite good on her. It does look good, yeah. They, they stand them <laughs> so good. I love the woman who walks past her and she's like, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Carrie when she's like that. Like, because um, she's such a dull character and a bit of a annoying character when she wears interesting stuff it mm. kind of balances that out yeah and it, it like, makes it worth watching again yeah exactly like um emphasizes her character being like kind of chaotic but you kind of like you kind of adore her because she's so like ah! and like her outfits <laughs> scream <laughs> scream together exactly i was gonna go back to that um scene in the corner shop, no, the bodega, when the guy's giving a free coffee or like a croissant. Oh, yeah. Carrie should have asked for some free fags because I know the yeah. fag point is coming. She should have just like rinsed him for that she could. <laughs> can I like, have some tequila she... as well? Just yeah, for my friend. That would be so good. What would she get from uh, Charlotte? So she'd get fags for herself, tequila for Miranda, and then um... a life for Charlotte. <laughs> um... Maybe just some bottled water, like fizzy water. I feel like Charlotte's definitely a fizzy water drinker. So, after Carrie goes to the shop and gets her freebies but no fags, she goes back to the apartment and she just feels like, bleh. So then um, they're heading over to lunch, uh, brunch perhaps, and this is where the girlies are talking and they talk about how um, Carrie wants to sell the flat. And then the whole idea of halt comes up, that you shouldn't make a decision where you're hungry, angry, lonely. And tired, tired I, which means that none of us would make decisions ever. We never, like, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so lonely. I'm so angry. What's the first one? What's the H? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Those women are always hungry. They are not size zero to size two for no reason. Oh my god! Exactly. I refuse to believe they're never hungry. Oh my god! Um, so they all talk through that, and it seems that it's donezo. Carrie's made this decision, which makes sense because, like, yeah, well, I wouldn't so want to hang out with a humongous apartment like that by myself. Yeah, totally. And then with the Peloton hanging around as well. Yeah. On the Peloton. And imagine all the money she could get for that apartment. Like, the yeah. money outweighs the real estate. And you'd never that. be able to shower again. Yeah. <laughs> you'd just be like, you'd just stare at the patch of floor <laughs> that Big died on and just be like, and just oh, like what could that. I have done? Yeah. Like, you know, when you have, like, fights with yourself in the shower, fights with, like, people in the shower, she'd just be, like, thinking of Big. Yeah, I'd be so... Dying. Be so like, shit. resuscitating Big every shower. I think that's probably the worst place for someone to die is the bathroom, because, like, that's, <laughs> you're always on your own in the bathroom, and you would go mental on that's your own in the bathroom. So you'd be true. like, oh, my God. That's so true. It's such, like, a overthinking part of the mm. house. <laughs> it really is. Um, we should do our podcast in the bathroom next time. <laughs> Like on the peloton. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what happened? So um, they quickly cut to. Oh, uh, excuse me, not before they reference Miranda's drinking. Oh How dare God. they do a scene with that reference? Should we, get a, should we get a bottle? I don't. Um, I, again, I just think Americans drink different to us because when you brunch, you do get a bottle full stop. Oh God, you get more. Like if you go for um, bottomless brunch with the girlies, drag brunch, you'd be on like five <laughs> bottles between two of you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have been really critical of this. Um, Charlotte's glass was the emptiest, so Charlotte is more... Oh, my God, drinker. yeah. I hope I hope this storyline just goes right onto Charlotte after we finish with Miranda. Yeah, she needs to have a <laughs> narcotics problem, for <laughs> yeah. sure. She just becomes um, addicted to, like, um, Carrie's pain pills in episode five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so true. That would be the perfect... That would actually be really well-written and really subtly written. <laughs> be yeah. really subtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we meet the queen of all brown, everything. Seema, NYC. Miss Seema. It means boundaries in Hindi. Which is hilarious because I have none. 
<laughs> and just like that, Samantha is back. It's so, I just, I don't know. It just reminds me of like Priyanka Chopra, just so <laughs> random. And what, or had a brown car, brown dress, a brown bag, and brown skin. Like the most. The brownest woman on the show. <laughs> just like, it's so like POC, POB. <laughs> Do you feel acknowledged now in this series? <laughs> Finally, the representation I got, I deserve. <laughs> I, mean, I actually really like Zuma. I think she's probably like the more exciting character out of all the new characters. Seema mm. um, reminds me of that character from Pose, the mother. One? What's she called? Uh, Electra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way oh, yeah, that Seema spoke. Yeah, just like really barky and really sassy. And I just really like that energy. Because we've spoken about there's been a real lack of like New York kind of vibes. Yeah. And, like a proper New Yorker since Samantha left and then kind of got it off Seema. Yeah, definitely. It'd be so good if they actually had Dominique uh, Jackson in it. Just to be like, hello. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they probably couldn't afford her. I think oh, she'd yeah, probably true. be better paid than Carrie. Oh my God, I hope so. Do you know um, in the contract, SJP gets to keep all of Carrie's clothes, like all from all of Sex and the City, and probably oh, really? this, yeah. Such a good clause in the contract. That's amazing. With the new year of 22 coming up, is it time for you to step your pussy up? With the app Pussy Space, it gives you the perfect place to step your pussy up. With simple exercises that take one, two, or ten minutes, you can step your pussy up in a time convenient for yourself. If you join now, use our code, and just like what, for 1% off now. That discount code is, and just like what, for 1% off. When Seema now goes, um, is around Carrie's apartment, like, basically just being like, this is gorgeous, this is gorgeous, but it all needs to go. <laughs> then she's like, do you know what could pull this area together? It's a Peloton. It's like, oh my god, leave this fucking... <laughs> the Peloton it's crew like... must be like, oh my god, please stop talking about us. <laughs> he must be like, we're so... <laughs> we've wasted so much money on this fucking advert. <laughs> <laughs> it, I feel like the Peloton thing was like synonymous with, like, no, like a euphemism for like Chris Noth and his sexual allegations that you just can't get rid of them. Like they're just... It's really... A big for ostentatious thing right in the middle of the room Absolutely. that you can't miss. Oh my god, it's not like an elephant in the room; it's a peloton it's, in the room. Well, yeah, exactly. It's uh, you can't you can't get away from we it. We should just so. refer to Mr. Big as peloton from now on. It was it was um, again like I feel like this episode is just centered around the fashion. The fact that they go straight into the closet. Seema shows off her ugly bag, which is called Lorraine. Um, Lorraine. The name of all time. I'm not a Lorraine Kelly stan, so that put me up here. Keisha and then Lorraine. just like Carrie getting dressed really quickly to leave, even though if I had a real estate agent coming around to value my multi-million dollar apartment, I would fuck up the whole day Absolutely. and try and rinse them for what they're worth. But she's just... Um... I liked her outfit, though. Yeah, they both looked the amazing. Game. I think Seema, Seema's <laughs> intro was cool. Like, um... she, yeah, she was yeah. like the more exciting intro to all of the, uh, any of the other characters. Definitely. Um, and then uh, Carrie finally got her bag, and then often they went to the podcast. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do you think she smokes menthols? Actually, I've never thought about her that. Her voice is like, um, Seema's voice is so raspy, it's so nice. Like, I, she actually mm. convinces me as like a smoker. Yeah, she's like stunning. I do, I do wonder a little bit with the whole single thing that's going to come up about her. Like, I'm like, how? Really? <laughs> but we'll come to that. Um, when it gets to that point in the episode. Um, so Carrie is scooting downtown to go record her just just very irritating podcast. Oh, it's called like. X, Y and Me. We finally... I don't know if we've missed it, but I realised it today. I was like, X, Y and Me. I was like, is this... Are they talking about the chromosomes? I was like, oh, fucking hell. How cheesy. I don't, I don't think... It, X, Y and Me reminds me of 23 and Me. It reminds me of like... Um, like a... Uh, a comedy, <laughs> a comedy romance film from the noughties that never, like, that never got, <laughs> that never got the green light because it was like about a like gay couple, <laughs> or like mathletes. <laughs> <laughs> the limit does not exist. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I felt yeah, Kevin G starring. <laughs> um, that is I the representation this... we need. <laughs> um, 
this scene, this is the only enjoyable podcast scene because I thought that Chloe character was really, really great. She was so good, um, and she ticked, and she ticked a box. She was um, in a wheelchair. It really, so I think that's the best that way good. to introduce like diversity. Just let the character be there, not make it all about like white savior complex and wheelchair savior complex. Like it's yeah, like have like a discussion around it and then dotted throughout the series. But with this, she was just really funny, so and actually, funny. she was like really straight to the point. Um, and it made me laugh when she said, like, when Carrie said, um, I hope she doesn't ask me to get on Twitter because I feel like if Carrie was on Twitter, she'd be like J.K. Rowling. She'd be like a Celia <laughs> Bang. She'd be, like, blocked from Twitter. <laughs> Do you know, no, I just think she'd be really, like, a white feminist and stupid. Like, she'd just follow all the wrong journalists, like, all the Guardian turfs. Yeah, totally. Or, like, all like, the New York, the New Yorker journalists that are just, like, she'd so just behind. She'd be, re- like, liking all the J.K. Rowling's tweets. Yeah, she'd just be so problematic. Or just like accidentally retweet someone that's really problematic and then like have like views does not equal endorsements in her bio. Oh God, okay. um, it'd just be really out of touch. <laughs> and then she would get fired. <laughs> she would get fired. Or she'd end up on that, what is that other Twitter that they have like for... Oh, for like Trump. Yeah. I've forgotten what it's called, but she definitely like end up. Maybe she'd become radicalized. Do you think her and Trump ever hung out in the nineties? <laughs> do you remember Donald Trump's in an episode? Like, with... yeah, doesn't he? It's more like she. I think he's more like a Samantha Jones vibe, though, isn't he? Yeah, true. But do you know? Um, oh, actually, no. I think I'm jumping into something else. I'm getting confused with episode five and four. Um, oh, um, yeah, and then good old Clevy has a fight with what's he called? Lewitt? No. Um, the one I always forget. There's the um, forget the forgettable the character, and then there's always the man. forgettable white guy at the back as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they do that little thing, which is great. Like, I mean, it's not great, but they have to dot that podcast in, I think, because they need to make use of Chase time. I can't understand. So. Um, is is the co- <laughs> is the podcast going to get better? And Carrie's going to enjoy doing the podcast. <laughs> like, she's yeah. not enjoying the podcast at all. <laughs> Oh, I, don't think... I feel so bad for her. <laughs> I don't think a woman who's inherited a Wall a Wall Street like big guns yeah. like whole um, a bank account needs to be doing a podcast where you get paid at like seven dollars twenty five an hour. We, we are just doing this because we need the money from the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> we need the exposure. She doesn't need either, so it does make me laugh. Is I think. Again, I think we said this in a previous episode. It made more sense for it to be in a show. Yeah. Um, or like a web show, like a YouTube channel, because that must make more money than a podcast. Yeah, and having our own podcast at least. Like, it's so weird when they talk about Che being her boss. I'm like, oh, that's such a weird yeah. concept. This is when, um, now Charlotte's like listening off her friends. She's invited to the dinner party LTW's invited to. And then, um, so she's like going through Stanton and Anthony. She's like gay and listen enough other minorities. And then she quickly realizes, um, she has no black friends, um, invited for the dinner party. Um, so she, <laughs> she furiously runs to the Jenkins who's like live in the same building as her and Harry and texts them four times, goes to the door, <laughs> asks them to, if they got her text. She, Shelly just really, she just really wants to be friends with this black family of the Jenkins but um but I think so I a I really do not believe that Harry does not have any black friends like he's like a Jewish New Yorker I just assumed that he would be I don't know I'm just surprised he's came across as not a complete he's come to come like the character's just become like um like, his character's, like, completely depleted of personality. <laughs> yeah. All he is is, like, a dad and a husband. And I'm sure he was a bit more interesting in this series. Like, he, the Harry now is, like, the Sparknotes version of, like, normal Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and, like, secondly, with that scene, like, I know, like, obviously I'm not black, but as a person of colour, like, during BLM, like, I found a few of my white friends, like, talking to me a bit more or, like, kind of reaching out. And, like, you could just... <laughs> <laughs> so it's so dark but it's so funny um and i'm um i just feel like watching that just brought back in splashes of that yeah. like that that per- the next one neighbor definitely knew what charlotte was doing because yeah, when like a post blm timeline everyone went through it everyone saw the shift and people how like white people how they're speaking to you and about things um so you could just tell she was completely done mm. ever since she opened the door and i just found that really funny yeah it was good and i just think charlotte i don't 
they just keep writing her as really dumb, but she was never that dumb. No, um, yeah. And she'd never drape J. Crew top when she saw it. <laughs> and then um, Charlotte's called and Anthony trying to get more diversity into her dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do very well. Then Charlotte bumps into Deirdre and she's inviting Deirdre, the other black girl from the Black Yummy Mummies, and she invites Jeff, who's actually pronounced Goff. And then they, <laughs> then LTW, like it, everything happens so quickly in all these scenes. Like there's too much dialogue, there's too much going on. Like it's yes. so awkward. And then LTW runs behind her and she's like, I can't come to the dinner. Like um, I'm seeing my like mother in law who I hate. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, the dialogue between Charlotte, Charlotte and LTW is just so faffy and fluffy. Like, it's just a lot going on. Like, they need to really explain and get the story moving because without yeah. it, there's not really a lot of substance. It feels like neither of them listen to each other. Like, <laughs> they both talk so quickly and now we're, like, led to believe that they're, like, really close. And I, I just, yeah. I feel like LTW is probably too busy, like, some minor stuff to like Sundance to hang out with like a non-psych Charlotte like yes if Charlotte and was still working in the galleries I think it would be a bit more believable yeah I think we see like later on Charlotte like actually has like a really good intellect of art and culture and stuff like she's yeah a board member on the Met which is amazing it's like oh my god Charlotte just get a job <laughs> yeah just go they don't your kids are old yeah that would be a good storyline for her trying to get back into the art world mm. with, like when she's taking such a long break um yeah that's true because it feels like all the women are trying to find themselves again like Harry is doing a, a job she doesn't like Miranda's completely lost and like Charlotte it's just like Charlotte's not not nothing really changed with Charlotte apart from her kid. Like they, this storyline would be interesting to try and bring her back into like being a career woman in her fifties. Yeah, and that was such a big part of her storyline in this series as well. Yeah. Like she had really interesting roles at places and like dealing with her bosses. And then the galleries played a really crucial part in the last series with like Alexander. Mm. Like it was a it was an integral part to her character, and they've just completely written it out yeah. which is a shame yeah definitely um, oh and then we go to Naya Wallace with uh, Miranda uh, going for dinner um, <laughs> and I don't understand how this friendship is formed like we're led to believe that uh, they had like a good like conversation about something like in um, a lecture and then like oh god this poor Naya like she must just be like oh fuck's sake I'm going out for dinner with this mad bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 don't keep Miranda's kookiness consistent, do they? Because I think no. she must have come across really normal. Um, but I don't know. I think that bit was chaotic. But then actually, when they sat down and chatted, yeah. like I thought it was like the fertility. Like, fertility is such a big thing at the moment because women are having babies later, mm. or just the nature of like fertility. Um, having these conversations does suit the age that they're at more than like the stupid like aging comp like yeah so it's also like it felt like a bit more of a nuanced nuanced storyline and also like miranda um cynthia nixon's such a good actress Mm. like she just does did the conversation like a lot of justice like comparing ltw and charlotte's conversations with um naya and miranda's conversations it just seems a bit more real Mm. and well thought out and just nicer to listen to. Like, there was, like, a lot of motion there. And there was some, like, nice advice there. Like, it didn't seem fluffy. It seemed really interesting to watch. Yeah. And very intimate, like, the setting of it. Like, them sitting across with, um, with each other. And then just not seeing that tutor-student relationship. Just more of, like, a mother, like, older woman relationship. Yeah. And, like, friends. It just seemed a bit more well-written and also believable yeah, than the rest of the episode had been. easier to digest, I think, like... It feels, yeah, yeah. I, like, I think everyone's, like, wanted this conversation to be brought up more because it was so impactful when Charlotte and Miranda had this storyline where Charlotte couldn't get yeah. pregnant and Miranda was pregnant. Um, so it's and good to it, keep yeah. it going, I think. Yeah, 100%. And they're just, they're both really good actresses, so I think they did the storyline and the subject. Yeah, when she was saying, is it worth it? And she was like, it, like there's, <laughs> there's no way to explain if it's worth it or not, like... You can mm-hmm. take one road and another will open and you can not take one road and something else. Or, like, life is not all about what, like, yes and no. It's, 
yeah yeah and it kind of felt like even if you're not going through that kind of thing like we've been through a pandemic we felt like loads of roads have closed off to us so um it felt like a nice it was like a calming conversation to have Mm. amongst all the noise and like the camp of the episode and it's kind of this is the first time where you miranda kind of admits that like you can kind of see behind her eyes that she is a bit regretful of um, her choices. She's like, there's so many nights where I'd love to to be a judge and go home to an empty house. And it's like, oh... Yeah, 100%. And you never have these conversations with Miranda and Carrie. Like, you didn't have the the depths. And it's probably because they've written Carrie to be just a complete... Narcissist. I'll come to this in a bit. But it was nice to have Miranda talk to someone. Yeah. On her intelligence level. <laughs> That's so true, yeah. Um, and then Carrie is uh, open house with Seema. Why is she, why is she going to her <laughs> open house? Is she Are they going to her open house so she can understand what an open house is like for her open house? No, I think they were doing it so they can understand how staging works. Oh, okay. So it's like such a difference in scenes, isn't it? Like going from a nice, cosy like restaurant to like this horrible, open Brooklyn loft yeah. with like a massive motorcycle in it. <laughs> Um, and I think I don't really see the point of this scene. Like you just said, it was just I kind of, what I was completely the forgot point. about the scene. All I kind of remember is that the guy who came on to carry in like a sloppy way looked like Chloe Kardashian's real dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the hairdresser, look it up. It's not OJ. Um, it's like is that Chloe Kardashian? Allegedly. Hair? Allegedly, <laughs> everything from this point is alleged. <laughs> um, Every name in this podcast, allegedly. <laughs> and just like allegedly <laughs> um, he needs to make his uh, Kardashian money elsewhere um, yeah it was just a bit of a weird scene um, but great outfits again Yeah, I'm going to say really good um, mm. uh, and now we go to the girlies drinking Cosmos and talking about dating apps and this whole conversation feels so dated like dating apps feels like something you talk about like five six years ago and now it's like yeah it's like was he too like too tinder and it's like babes yeah it was like i'm using tinder oh was he too tender and then there was another one about okay cupid it was not okay i think do you remember like years ago when people i remember like on tumblr like maybe like eight years ago people were like oh imagine what the sex and city girls would say now about um like dating apps and like i think mj like michael patrick pink king is like stored this in his mind for eight years and he's like okay i'm gonna write about mm. this when when we come back and it's like it's too late <laughs> it's way too late like they'd be they could have made so much from like catfishing like samantha going on a catfish yeah. date or like someone swiping wrong or like miranda like putting both on her oh, tinder settings yeah. instead of just having and like then, men and then samantha popping up and samantha and like miranda seen samantha liking women and men <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that would be it. Um the conversation was just so dated. It's yeah, it's very dated in a bit. Also, when um Simi gets supposedly offended, I didn't really understand because all conversations with Carrie I just zone out. Yeah. I couldn't afford to get offended. I don't know if I was hung over and I was watching I was like, Why did Seema pull such a funny look? And I was like, Oh, mm. obviously like something's offensive i think the way they filmed it like didn't portray that she was annoyed i think i was yeah but obviously i explained it i think it later on at the end of the episode it kind of brings the end like the the, um episode together quite well because it's like it gives seema like the backup to go against carrie and it's like no what you did say was insensitive and like sometimes people can say insensitive things so it was a good yeah i think it was a good plot device but it was a it, bit awkward. It was a bit, yeah, it was a bit too subtle. I'd never thought I'd say that about this show, but it was a very <laughs> much a subtle line that I did, went over my head a bit as well to the ending scene. Yeah, um, in like the Sex and City podcast, or the, and just like that podcast, uh, Michael Patrick King says, this is the only episode where you see Carrie drinking Cosmos, like Carrie's drawn to Seema as she reminds her of her old self. It's like, oh my God, just... No, I want to see the girls drinking Cosmos. I'm drinking a Cosmo now. I want to see the girls having fun, but... Yeah. Miranda's an alcoholic. Charlotte is void of personality. And <laughs> so <laughs> there's no more Cosmos. It's made me have an al- unhealthy relationship with alcohol this series. It's actually made me question everything. Oh my God, absolutely. I was making my Cosmo before, and then I was like, oh, I feel like fucking Miranda making the groanies in the kitchen. <laughs> it's like, oh, so depressing. Poor gal. 
And then um, Charlotte is on the way to LTW's um, house. She's been invited to for the dinner. And Charlotte says to Harry, name a few black authors who everyone is talking about. And I, th- I, like, I actually thought this is like, this plot line was quite like well written. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, this is definitely something like Charlotte's character would do. She would be like, um, yeah, she'd just go above and beyond to be like kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then Charlotte and Harry walk in and they're the only white people and everyone else is black. So it kind of uh, reverses all of Charlotte. Like it's the opposite of what Charlotte's worries were, where she was worried that they were the only black couple invited to the dinner party originally. Yeah. And like, I thought, I was like, oh, this is girl. And then, but when Charlotte mistakes Gwen, like um, for someone else, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, they, they're just like, we're going all out with, Charlotte being a racist. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, but so unnecessary. Like, mm. I think it was funnier because, oh, I don't, I, there's something just really awkward about the scene. I, I, I definitely achieved the awkwardness about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the the not Gwen character handled it really well. Yeah. Like, I think it, she was really graceful about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but just seeing Harry in the background, just watching his wife just pull, pull the biggest faux pas, even though she'd really made him sweat in the lift. Yeah. It's like I would have just been cackling in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. like, no, you are grand. <laughs> <laughs> Try and convince her. Um, I've got a fun fact about that flat as well. Ooh, tell. It's the it's the same flat that they used to film in Succession. Oh, that makes um, sense. Yeah, but this one's like kitted out with some like beautiful art. The mm. one in Succession is just like an old like oh, drapes and dark furniture vibe. Mm. I was like, oh wow, oh, that's cool. Yeah, the right of this episode, Kelly Goff, she was just like, this has happened to me so many times where people mistake me for another person of colour. Um, so it's uh, like, I was like, oh, it's good that it's coming from like someone who has experienced something like this, I guess, rather than like a white writer just shoving this in. I was like, it does feel genuine because you can definitely imagine like this happening to a person of colour. Um <laughs> And then Kelly, like, I actually really like the podcast that I'm just like, that podcast is really cool. Like the writer was saying, um, she's talking about the importance of black art and she was saying watching a black crew member hang a Golden Park's original image was one of my most proudest moments in my career. And it was like, I was like, oh, that's actually really moving. Like there was so many amazing like yeah. black artists like across this like flat. Um, but it's, it's just a shame this show is a bit shit. it is a bit like i mean they could have always referenced these like the scene back in the series but they didn't have the push to do it and i guess they're doing it now like better late than never because obviously new york being the hot spot for like all our all like backgrounds um it's kind of finally what is it like two decades later with they're finally getting their Mm. shout out um i can't remember actually if Charlotte actually went the gallery she worked at in the series, if they were kind of varied in terms of their art offering, but I kind of feel they never were. There was like these yeah. like Do you remember when she got Eastern vagina, European artists. Do you remember when she got a vagina <laughs> painted by that white artist and she went to his yeah. house? It was super creepy. Yeah, so it's kind of nice to see actual artists getting shouted out. Mm. Not shout- <laughs> getting their shout outs. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. It's just more showing the bravado of white people and seeing how far they think they can go, yeah. what they think they can do and actually sometimes doing the wrong thing without noticing and, but I hate the sign when Harry said did anyone else read the new Zadie Smith book it was like that wasn't and then they it. laughed yeah. yeah I don't think they needed that because A it wasn't funny B it I don't was... think anyone like they should have like not laughed and just like looked at him like because hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to the viewer I think maybe that was more of a line for the viewer because it's funny because it's not funny but it was harking back to the line in the lift yeah. but if a, if a white guy said that to a room black people and you were sitting there you'd be like, like <laughs> like, who is this couple like what they've just caused so much catastrophe in like the 90 seconds they've been in this flat get them out yeah it's so awkward <laughs> <sighs> don't mind me I've just got off my post cigar cycle ride on my peloton there's nothing quite like pushing your vital organs to the absolute screaming limit after a severe respiratory pandemic quite like hopping on a peloton we want to share this joy with you, dear listener, by giving you 13% off. That's a whopping 13% off. All you need to do is head on over to the Peloton website and simply type in D13 at checkout. That is coupon code D13 at checkout. 
And just like that, you can pop your clogs into some cycling shoes. Don't say we don't treat you. So yeah, so Carrie calls, oh, Miranda calls Carrie and then Carrie says she likes Seema because she's like an outdoor, like a person outside of the friendship group. So she doesn't feel like she's being judged about um, like her grief or not being judged, but it's just like an outsider perspective where she's not involved. And um, Miranda's like, oh, it's probably because she doesn't know Big. Um, and then <laughs> I realised after the conversation, Carrie picks up Big and she just hangs up on Miranda, doesn't even say bye. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> such a Carrie move. Do you remember like um, in the series when uh, she's on the phone with Big and then he asks her a question and she's nodding and then he's like, uh, is that a yes? And she's like, I'm nodding. I'm like, oh my God, she's so self-obsessed. <laughs> like she thinks so, she thinks he can yeah. hear her nodding on the fucking telephone. And she's so tech illiterate. She's plus so... being stupid. It's just an awful combination for 2021. Yeah, bless her. Oh, well. 2022, to be fair. Oh my God, yeah. We are recording this on the 31st of December 2021. <laughs> the last day of the year. We're here. Mel has COVID. I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn of events what it's like Freaky Friday event. we switched <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so it's just weird and I don't get why she's just gallivanting with Big in a box around town in a Barney's New York bag mm. she must have so many beautiful big like designer bags that she could like, nestle him in amongst some beautiful scarves but she just chucks him in a like a Two-year-old Barney's New York bag. It's bizarre. Why do you think she's going to scatter his ashes? Do you think I that'll be like the last episode or something? Yeah, I feel like that it is. It will be because I was wondering when she took him away in her apartment. She's like, we'll find you a home. And that kind of hints at that's an arc that's coming up. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe, maybe she'll, she'll die be... and they'll scatter. <laughs> maybe on a date with that guy who works at the podcast thing. She'll be like, I've got this really good first date idea. We're going to scatter my ex's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> or like okay, so <laughs> or that woman who eat at her mum's ashes for Christmas did you see that yeah <laughs> I think well my sane answer would be she gets big made into a diamond and she wears the diamond oh, that's actually um, quite cute that's the sane answer but my insane answer would probably be what would she do she'd just no. snort it she'd snort it yeah Miranda would snort it and just like that (laughs) what would she do with it no she'd use it's like um use it as a paperweight when writing her next book yeah what would she do something just really self-absorbed something so she would um yeah she'd get them cushioned to a diamond and then have them embellished on her um shoes or something no, she'd get it questioned to a diamond, then used as her next engagement ring when she gets engaged <laughs> to the um, podcast guy. Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's how we, that's what he would have wanted. How oh, big would the diamond be, some... be if you got crushed your ashes? If you got your ashes crushed, would it be big or quite small? I think it depends on. I don't know. Actually, he's a big guy. It must be quite small because I've seen it on like little necklace, like on a pendant oh. on a necklace. Do you think your soul's like like stuck in that diamond if you get ashes crushed? I don't. I don't know. Depend. Oh, I don't know. Do you think Big's doing some stocks and shares from that little urn? Oh my god, absolutely. Do you think he's manipulating the market? He keeps changing the password on the laptop so she can't get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Then we go. Yes. I I kind of hate that it goes from. Like, the scenes cut away so quickly between, like, Charlotte at the dinner, and then it goes to Carrie on the phone, and then it goes back to Charlotte. And I'm just like, I kind of just wish it would just stay on one scene and take, give it, like, breathing space a bit more. Yeah. And there's no cohesion as well, because at the beginning of the episode, like, with the whole kind of, like, hopping between the characters, the cohesion was the coffee. Like, everyone had a coffee. It was the storyline was around coffees, whatever, or, like, breakfast. Mm. Um, with this, it just kind of made no sense because going from like a depressing thing to like a another kind of depressing thing with like white people navigating their way around like yeah. black environments and just being a bit, it was just it's a bit, bit clumsy. Uncom- yeah, it's clumsy and uncomfortable. Um, and then Charlotte, this is one, I think this is the first time we found out Charlotte's on the board at the Met and then she talks about um, black art and black artists and like it feels like oh my god, Charlotte's actually interesting and she can talk about things like, she can talk about um, 
like black art and culture in mm-hmm. a, like a sensitive way where as she hasn't where she's been like telling harry to shout zadie smith <laughs> <laughs> it's um you know that woke charlotte meme it's <laughs> yeah. like that they had to write woke charlotte into it somehow because she's just been embarrassing like from this point like since the beginning yeah. um but yeah i just miss art charlotte i think she was just great and really interesting like she like she doesn't know black people but she knows black artists mm. and i guess it's she's still got the respect for the culture yeah even though she probably has been a bit blind to how she socially navigates mm. um people who aren't white i mean that's something that's bad but maybe something she can learn from it's still so forward. mad none of them had like black friends in the series like yeah. it is actually so baffling it's so bad um yeah, we even like, uh, yeah, people have, there was just no, like, Hispanic or no, yeah. Asian, East Asian, South Asian representation. It's so, so baffling. And they're shoehorning it into this series now. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but it does just come across as quite clunky. And not, <laughs> the worst part of this scene is that you're really on Charlotte's side and it's great and she's, like, really bossed with the art thing. And then she does this weird thing with her hanky where she's really smug. Like, like when she, like, <laughs> really touches her face, like, oh, I just totally own that conversation. I was like, ah, <laughs> damn it, you had this, like, back on your side for 90 seconds. Yeah, so yeah. then they move over to Carrie's apartment and uh, St- <laughs> Stanford San has gone to Japan, which is so random. It, um, I think because um, they originally, I think Michael Patrick King had like a 10 episode story arc for Stanford. And then when Willie Garson, he originally told um, Sarah Jessica Parker that he was ill and then he didn't want anyone else to know. Then he told Michael Patrick King. Then I think he told all the other cast and then okay, Michael Patrick was like, okay, I'll write, basically, who's like basically write him out of the storyline. But then Willie Garson was like, ended up being too ill to film his last scene. It's like, God, he must have like, oh. he must have deteriorated so quickly from episode three to this episode. Like, yeah. So sad. Because it feels, it did feel like something did happen because the episode was like much shorter. It was like 10 minutes shorter. Yeah, it? it was. Yeah, it was a really quick episode. Um, but then when I, I rewatched it today and I only he's passed for a few months now, I just thought it's such a brutal way to write him I out. So, like yeah. making Sta- I know Stanford was a bit self absorbed, but just like doing a disservice to his character. Like I think I would just like Stanford's really self absorbed, he just effed off to Japan, yeah. never's coming back, he's going because like a tween's famous on TikTok. They I just don't think they're very good at writing people out of the series because they kinda did it with Samantha but they really did Samantha at the beginning yeah. of the series. Uh, um and now they're doing it to Stanford as like like, can you not just give them a bit of grace? Like Stanford's mm. got a really ill mom, so he's gone to the West Coast. Like yeah, it's easy as that. Idea. You don't need to like add all like TikTok. TikTok. And, like, it's like our bingo, 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 bingo shoot card. again. Yeah, get oh, the bingo so sheet out. Painful. They were just fulfilling that. I just found it like a massive disservice to Willie Garson because it's such a good character and such a good actor. Yeah, that it just made it just a bit bit bittersweet. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I I also kind of thought I like kind of like how frivolous it was, but when you know the backstory <laughs> that Willie Carson has died, it, it yeah, it makes it a bit. Yeah, sad. if it was just like a random character, yeah. like one of the people, like Anthony's like Sharon, people, Susan Sharon, yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. But he was a big character; it was a bit of a disservice to him. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking, I was like, maybe they're going to give Anthony all of um, Stanford storylines now because they're going to like. There's another seven episodes that Stanford's not in, and they're going to have to fill in those scenes somehow without Willie Garson. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, God, it must be so much effort. And then, like, and then now with Chris Knopf, there's even more allegations of Chris Knopf. Are they because there was scenes they filmed in Paris with them together? I was like, oh, wow. I was like, maybe that are they going to do like um, a flashback, and they're going to have to edit that out now. It's like. Yes. Oh my god, that poor editor, that <gasps> oh poor gosh. editing team. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, um, yeah I, I, you'll see. Well, we'll talk about this in the next episode. But in episode five, all the good scenes, it feels like they've been shoehorned in because they include Anthony, and they're just really out of the blue, yeah. and they're like comic relief. But we'll come back to. That in, I think Anthony's. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Anthony's like such a good character. Like he's neurotic and feels more like he feels very New York, and um, yes. it's weird that he's not been included in amongst the threesome already yet yeah, yeah um. um so after that we that weird um c- goodbye to stanford we head on over to um the apartment again um and seem is there and carrie brings us some delicious sushi 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really awkward. It was incredibly awkward. Yeah. Really cold. Like, the flats just all beige. Yeah. Like, they just seem... The peloton's back. The peloton's looming in the corner, creeping around the side. Um, and it's just a bit of animosity. And I didn't really get it because, so what happens is that Seema accidentally breaks a photo and by this point they've been up for Cosmo she should know that the backstory with Carrie that her husband died mm. so if I did that I'd be mortified I'd be so upset I'd be <laughs> I'd probably just go get the glass replaced yeah, behind her be back kind of thing yeah. and then when it had because like we just said earlier that we didn't really understand the Cosmo scene like why she was so annoyed mm. when she explained it I was like ah, ah, that's a bit of a different that's not a tip for tap moment that's just completely completely different on two different wavelengths but then i did really enjoy seema calling carrie out because no one's ever called carrie out for being like frivolous with her words yeah. or just not really thinking about the other person's feelings yeah, so it kind of felt good that i don't think any of the characters ever did maybe miranda maybe a few times but not to the extent where i think because seema's like an outside um she's not part of the like freesome she's able to give Carrie mm-hmm. like be quite constructive with um yeah how Carrie acted like Samantha would like maybe call it up but she'd do it in like a funny way yeah. or in a dismissive way but with Seema she actually like confronted Carrie the way she'd spoken to her yeah which isn't right and she hasn't really she's not the best person to speak to I think Carrie um so it's kind of refreshing to have that um, and also on top of, like, the Chloe character earlier, like, it's quite nice to have people calling out Carrie mm. and not just letting her just look good and float around the city. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, we were saying earlier, like, what? how would the characters react if they got COVID? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I reckon Miranda went out to a lesbian bar, didn't tell anyone, and then went to a, like, went to a super spreader event, got COVID, then went to Chase stand-up comedy show and gave it to everyone at the comedy show. Oh, my God. And then Carrie got COVID and Carrie finds out Miranda gave her COVID and they would just never speak again. No, so I think Miranda would have COVID and accidentally spread it whilst drunk, but she would be, like, triple vaxxed. But Carrie would not be vaxxed because she's an anti-vaxxer. I think, no, she, I think she just doesn't really understand it. Like, she doesn't understand how a phone works. She won't understand how a vaccine <laughs> she works. She won't understand how to book her vaccine appointment. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. She'd like, she wouldn't, A, want to stand in line for, like, a Dwan Reed, whatever they're called. <laughs> B, she wouldn't want to go online to book it. So I think she would have accidentally been anti-vax. So if she got the <laughs> flu, she'd know she got it from Miranda, but be really livid that she got it really, really, really seriously. But it's her fault she didn't get vaccinated. And then do you think she would die as well? <laughs> I think I think if she was still a smoker she would die but because she's quit that's for a few true. decades I think she gets away with it okay, that's true. Um, and, Charlotte, and Charlotte I reckon she was first in line oh my god definitely yeah. I don't think I think she's a bit slow but I don't think she's full blown Facebook mum yet and I think Lily would like educate her with Lily's character I feel so bad for Lily's character like they are not giving her any airtime whatsoever apart from looking pretty yeah, and she, I think she's a really good actress. Like, yeah. she's a much better actress than Brady and Louise, who's probably like her contemporaries. Yeah, um, it's so a bit true. of a shame they're just, she's like the supporting role for Rose. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that would be. Yeah, I think that, I think I'm happy with that choice. <laughs> I think all like, um, like people have been saying, like, um, all the people of color, people of color characters are like seen through the eyes of the main characters of the white women and we're not actually yes. getting perspective of the people of colour. So the show is introducing these people of colour, but it's not in through their perspective. So it doesn't feel like we're really getting a person of colour's perspective still, even mm-hmm. though like there is so much more diversity in the show. Um, yeah. yeah, it still feels like they're being propped up by the main characters who are white. Yeah, it's like um, white women reacting, like 50-year-old white women reacting to Black Lives Matter more than <laughs> people of colour uh, talking about issues of race and stuff. Like, it's like, <gasps> race? Non-binary? And it's, it, it's weird because I can understand the main characters being a bit clunky and a bit shit when it comes to discussions, but then they've still written the the 
like people like Che and like the like LTW people, they haven't written them to have any intelligence what they're saying, which is yeah. like that podcast. It, it's presented by a person of color and Che, who's like a non-binary person of color. They just don't have. I would. I've got a, a lot of friends like that, and they would never talk in such a basic woke way. <laughs> um, maybe it's because they're a bit older, maybe like in their thirties, forties. But I just find it really baffling that even they're talking like they're like 10 years behind the discourse mm, yeah yeah definitely it's like they've just like picked up judith butler and it's like okay i'm gonna get the like yeah but because no. they've had lived experiences they're not talking yeah, as if they've yeah. had the lived experiences they're talking like the white characters do like they've learned it secondhand yeah, and i don't like think that's very notes. genuine yeah it's like the spark notes yeah. version again because We'll, we'll see. I think this was probably the worst episode so far. Hands down. There was the like good. There I was good. Really hard to watch. There was good bits and like, but there was no. Seema's character is like a little ray of hope, but yeah, there's no other real character development. Like, um, no, I enjoyed the outfits. I think um, LTW's mother-in-law was the best dressed. Silver fucks. Yeah, I don't really know what to expect for the rest. Of, like. Um, series five and um, episode five is already out, so we've watched that, and I feel like that is a little bit better. But yes. um, this episode, I was a bit like, I wish they hadn't bothered. Like, <laughs> it definitely, you could definitely feel like something had been written out through Stanford, and yeah. it just felt like they needed to do a bit of setting up for something. Like, is the city just like, is this show just going to be about race through? Miranda Carey and Charlotte's eyes or is it going to be become something more like similar to the original series but I guess we'll see they were halfway now we're basically halfway through the series like <laughs> and do you feel you gained anything or like felt like oh my god that's amazing I think I've just decided I really don't like Cynthia Nixon really <laughs> I'm joking oh I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you'd say SJP. I've gone off. You probably could tell from this episode how much I slated her. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, I think knowing that they're all now producers on the show, I feel like they should have realised that the show was a bit tone deaf. Still, mm. but well, thank you for tuning in for and just like what the fuck. <laughs> What the fuck is this show? I'm just like, what? I'm just like, what? This episode was what the fuck? Yeah, it was a bad, bad, bad episode. What the fuck? Yeah, oh well. Right, ciao. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe. Follow our Instagram at just like what. And thank you for all the listens. We've had a, like, like a good amount of listens um, the past like three weeks we've been going. So thanks so much. Ciao, bye then. <laughs> right, ciao, <Ciao-y. laughs>